Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. Hey everybody, we're talking about color psychology today. That's our little intro. <laughs> our theme. Oh, I like Purple Rain, but I like that one a lot. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Well, it's Prince, Love some right? Prince. Yeah. yeah. God. What's that one song that she sings in Pretty Woman? Where she's like, it's the kiss. I'm uh, oh. only want your Kiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. Or Raspberry Beret. Yeah, I was going to say, Raz or Little Red Corvette. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My, too. I think my mom was really into Prince. I don't know for sure, but I would hazard a guess that she had a crush on Prince. I think a lot of people did. I mean, he took a lot of pride in his style. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So as you guys re- might remember, we're still learning about what things about each other and, and – just good things going on. So, Sunny, what do you got for what's good? Yes. So, our what's good segment for today, I have a story for you. And <gasps> this story, I don't think I've told you before. I tried to come up with something that you didn't know. Have you, have I told you the story of moth apocalypse? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. Mothpocalypse. <laughs> okay. This sounds very intriguing. Okay. Once upon a time, this is when I was in college. When I was in college, we lived in this house. It was. I think it was me, uh, one dude, two dudes, three dudes, and then two other ladies. Okay, so it was six people in this this college house. Got it. And the ladies lived on the top floor, and the gentlemen lived on the middle and the bottom floor. Okay. Kind of changed the room situation. Well, one year, we had a roommate who she had lived with us. Let's call her Roxy. (laughs) She had lived with us. One year already. Roxy was a strange roommate. It was me, my best friend, and Roxy were the girls on the top floor. Okay. So my best friend and I, we got, I mean. Yeah, your best friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty chilling. There right, was not right. a whole lot of problems. I mean, college drama, yeah, okay, whatever, yeah, but nothing whatever. bad. Roxy was a strange one. She would come in and out of the house at random hours. We would never see her. She was like a ghost. We would, mm, we. Like she lived there, but she didn't live there. She lived there, but she didn't live there. Right. She was in charge of utilities, but we never knew if she was really paying the utilities. The utilities well, stayed on. Okay. Nobody really asked us for money, except for then, you know, six months later, we'd be asked for like a butt ton of money all at one time. So it was oh, like this no. kind of crappy situation where we're like, well, how much are we supposed to be paying you? What are we supposed to be doing here? It got to the point where I think Roxy was probably just, you know, dating other people and like staying at their places or something like that. Okay. No big deal. Yeah. But... I, I, at one point in time, we started to notice like 
well, this was for a while, we sort of noticed like things going missing from the kitchen okay. and things going missing from the fridge. So it was just like the first step. We're like, okay, what's going on with all this stuff? And we realized we think like Roxy and their, her dates are, are coming in and taking yes, stuff. Yes, are like coming in. What the heck? Maybe in the night. We never could in track her. night? We don't know. We don't know because there was somebody was always there. My best friend is kind of a homebody and she would always say like, I'm always here. When is this happening? When like, is she taking things? Yeah, so food Ooh. would just be disappearing or like do, objects do, do, would, do, yeah. Do, do, do. So <laughs> I, we assumed, I was actually talking to her the other day, we assumed it was her, okay. but we, I mean, we have no proof. So who knows? Then later, this is the real story. So I was sitting, it, it was probably like a week. I had started to notice these little, what I later discovered were indian meal moths but these tiny little moths that were just kind of like floating in our kitchen and i hate bugs i hate bugs yeah so i I had gone through and put all of my shit into these bins like my cereal into these bins and this tupperware and i had changed everything i'd look through the fridge i'd look through all the cabinets couldn't figure out where they were coming from multiple days i did this we all put our crap in all of these different containers little containers and the moths persisted Mm -hmm. and i couldn't figure out what was going on i couldn't figure out where they're coming from so one day I was upstairs and I was in my room and I came out and I looked at Roxy's bedroom and I realized in the corner where the door shut and met the bed frame, there was a series of moths like pooling (gasps) in the corner. What? And I got this horrible feeling. Oh God. I got this horrible feeling. I was like, what I'm about to see is not a thing that people should see. I know I'm going to open this door and something bad is going to happen to me. And I like mentally, do you know when you steal yourself? When you take a breath and you're yes. like, a bad thing's going to happen yeah. right now. You're like, oh God. This yeah. is mm-hmm. something I'm going to go in here and something's wrong. So I slowly open this door and I swear to God, in my mind, the opera music, the one that's like, ha, 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 really dramatic, like, yeah, yeah, the terror moves. Starts to play. Oh, God. And I look, and there are thousands of meal moths. Thousands. <laughs> just gives me flying around oh her my room. God. They're in the corners of her, of the wall. I can see, like, nests of them. Ugh. I can see eggs in the wall. I can see, I mean, there's they're everywhere. And I look on the ground, and what I see is... All of her clothing is strewn on the ground. Okay. And they had made like homes in her clothing. What? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and there was probably no less than seven, maybe seven to 12 open like cracker and meal uh, containers, uh, like just open food random containers. Random food just laid just, about with clothes just laid about. Yes, just strewn open. So Like was, I was about expecting a dead body. I okay? was expecting, okay, I was expecting a dead body too. I was expecting uh, a dead body too. My heart has been racing over here. I know, I know. Well, that's what I was expecting. I was like, what am I seeing? But right. it was just all this food and clothes. And oh I my guess God. her being, the, the combination of her being absent and having all the open food and clothes, I don't know, brought in gotten in there oh my god yeah and so it was getting into all of our food and it was like to a level so is the only one who knew about this i slowly exited oh my god closed the door and i just thought about (laughs) i remember feeling really calm and i just thought about my choices for a second i was like what am i gonna (laughs) (laughs) what which level of reaction am i about to have yeah (laughs) i remember having like a very clear moment of like what is gonna happen in this moment i remember option one was like 
set it all on fire. Like I was just like, just right, burn it all right. on the ground. The whole house is dead. <laughs> this all, is it. <laughs> burn it down. It's all over. Call the fire department now. <laughs> Start over. Arson. You can make it look like an accident. <laughs> the second option was I could freak out and have a temper tantrum, but I don't right. know what good that's going to do. Right. Then I was like, okay, well, I landed on, I, we need to get, I mean, we need to get rid of these. So either it's calling an exterminator or... We were so poor. I was working three jobs at the time. I was working at a coffee shop. I was working at a sandwich shop. And I was also working at a grocery store. And I'm in school. And I'm like, I see all these moths. Yeah. I can't do do this. I can't pay for this. I don't have enough money to pay for this. So I walked downstairs. And one of my best friends at the time, he was was sitting on the couch. And I love this dude. He's one of the best human beings I've ever known on the planet. And I sit down next to him. Let's call him Carl. And I'm like, hey, Carl, how how's your day going? <laughs> and Carl's like, what do you need, Sonny? And I was like, what's up? Just tell me how you are and like, what's up? Yeah, he yeah. was like, you're behaving weirdly. You need to tell me what's going on right now. Yeah. And I was like, so you know Roxy? Um, well, her room is filled to the tip top with moths. And I think you just need to see it. Because I can't really explain to you what's going right, on. Right, right. I I need someone else to experience <laughs> yes. this trauma with me right yes. now. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. So here we are. And here we are now. And he walks up. He's the most patient person I've ever met. He taught me tennis. I mean, Jesus. He would have to be, <laughs> he'd have to be patient for that. He walks up with me. He opens the room. He has almost exactly the same reaction as me. He slowly closes the door. He looks traumatized and yeah. sits there silently. We've never seen anything like this. Right. And this we... is like freaking Lord of the Flies. Yes. It was Gosh horrible. Uh, like it, it's making me think of Amityville Horror when the fly, yes. the room is filled with flies. Yes. That's what it was Only like. Only it's like tiny little moths. Yes. It was. Uh, uh. Anyway. Oh my goodness. So we decided probably a smell too with the food there was like a little it was like a stale kind of okay so at least that wasn't quite as okay okay yeah it was more just like bread products i think right and so we walked down the hall got my best friend i explained to her the situation she also had to see it for herself she walks in same reaction so we all just kind of simultaneously decide we're gonna tape this room we're gonna put painters (laughs) painters tape around this room to quarantine it so that we can like prevent the moths from getting out so we can seal the like open spaces so we tape it off and we put like a little skull and crossbones in tape oh my gosh on the door so that nobody would go in there we're like we don't know what the fuck to do with this and we had basically a a family council meeting and a quarantine room upstairs to be like what do we do what do we do with this and eventually we decided we don't have money we're gonna have to take she care should of this. pay for this well okay so that's the crazy part so we were calling and calling and calling she her. wouldn't answer and okay. i was elected i was like the house bitch so <sighs> of course like i'm always i always have to be the mean one i'm always the assertive one which by the way to everybody out there who's assertive and direct i'm really sorry for you because it's actually really hard to be assertive and direct because people who are not want you to help and i don't mind helping but it sucks to always be bad cop, yeah. you know? It just yeah. sucks to always be bad cop. Just because you're good at it doesn't mean you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want to be bad cop. So I had to call her because I'd already been bad cop with her before about a different thing. And I called her and I was like, Roxy, your room is filled with moths. And it, we need an exterminator. And she basically was like, okay, whatever. Right. Sorry about it, kid. Yeah. Oh, and I God. was like, okay, so are you going to pay for that? And she was like, I don't know. She just gave non-committal answers. And I was like, okay, this is this is going nowhere. So we donned our 
apparel for moth fighting and moth killing and we decided to do it all of ourselves so we three of us went in there and just started murdering mass quantities of moths like just for hours just killing and killing and killing and killing and then the next day we so we would think like okay we did pretty good we don't see any and then there a bunch would hatch overnight so we'd have to undo the skull and crossbones go back in, kill and kill and kill. And then reseal. Redo the skull and crossbones, go back in. How many days of that? Like probably a week we oh did this. Oh my gosh. Probably a week we did this. I hope you threw out her stuff. Oh. I would have been like, <laughs> whatever you left in there is dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> if this is no. how you're going to respond to me when I'm asking you to help take care of this, your stuff is officially no longer your stuff and is in the trash. <laughs> oh no, actually that is that is what happened. I... I got so mad probably on the third day, I'd say. I just just started throwing her clothes out the window. Yeah, that's what I would have been doing. I would have done that day one. I'd been like, bitch. (laughs) The crazy part is that she never showed back up. She never came and got the clothes. She couldn't face it. Yeah. She couldn't face you guys. She was too scared. We just threw her shit like literally out the window. I did. I I had a three-story just moths and clothes flying. Yeah. (laughs) Neighbors like, what the hell? pooping out of her sweaters and shit and like crackers flying out of the window we did i mean we did bag it up for her later but i didn't want to take it through the house right because it would infect the rest of the house because it's a quarantined area so we had to throw it out the freaking window so we threw all of our shit out the window anything that wasn't breakable right right and then we bagged it in the yard and she never got any of it she never came back and got it she didn't we just and so anyway finally I learned all about like moth traps and moth tape and like moth tents and like so now I'm like, like a moth expert. Yeah, now. <laughs> moth extermination. It did actually work though. After about seven days, we we did it. We exterminated it Good as job. a unit, as a group. Yes. So that is my story. That is moth apocalypse. That's my what's good story <laughs> for today. That is a crazy. Oh my gosh, it's a real treat, right? Gosh, I do, but ugh, I know gives me shivers. I know it's, just, it's disgusting. I know. Anyway, what's good with you this week? (laughs) That's my story. Uh, My story is when I broke my arm when I was five. Okay. Lay it on me. All right. So it's like the eve of Christmas Eve. Okay. And our dog, a Cocker Spaniel, had just gotten like ran over by a car and his leg. Yeah. He he survived. Okay. She survived and her leg was broken. So we had to take her to the vet. We are putting Christmas presents under the tree, and I am all hopped up on sugar, standing on a swivelly chair <laughs> with <all> jacked up a <laughs> mountain. Yeah, I'm all jacked up a mountain dew. Come at you like a spider monkey. Chip. Yeah, <laughs> and I go kamikaze, jump off the the <laughs> chair because my sister asked me where I put some present under a tree, and I land on my arm and break my arm and. At first, it is not believed that it is broken. <laughs> the next morning, I am still not moving it and crying. At which point, we then figure out, you know, uh, it's broken. Your kamikaze <laughs> off the spiral chair, all jacked up on sugar. That's me. I'm a Power Ranger. I'm a Power Ranger. Yeah, that was pretty much it. She's like, yes, oh, I can fly. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. A, a short, like, snippet of your life and your... <laughs> I love little kid spazziness is the absolute best. Oh, yeah. I was a very big kid spaz. Oh. I, I, I was 
I like that. Quite eccentric. Oh, I like that. <laughs> eccentric. That's one way to put it. Uh, those are great. Oh, man. Those are great stories today. We need more of those. I did not know that story. Thank you. Thank you for this gift. <laughs> Thank you for yours. I think yours was more. It was a you're tale. Much, you're a much better painter of the picture. Uh, well, it's because it's a trauma. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It's because I remember it in excruciating detail. So uh, really quick, before we do the outside of podcast experiments, everybody do just want to put out there. Also, if you're liking what we're putting down, if you're enjoying the podcast, we have a Patreon, we have a Gmail, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Basically, all of it is just shit your shrink things. Patreon is www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink things. Got a Gmail if you want to send us any feedback or information, mm-hmm. which is shit your shrink things at gmail.com and Instagram, Facebook, and soon to be Twitter under yeah. the same names. Twitter is a little different because we can't write full shit your shrink things. So it is S-Y-S-T podcast. But you can still, I think, search us by shit your shrink things and it'll come up. Oh, dope. I love that. S-Y-S-T. We're we're fancy (laughs) now, girl. (laughs) Okay. So what was your outside of the podcast experiment, your mental health stuff, and how did it go? Mine was to create a self-care schedule Mm -hmm. and kind of just evaluate where I was at. And I didn't create a schedule. But I did at least take a little bit of time to kind of just look at what kind of things I was engaging in, what kind of things I wasn't, like the different areas of self-care. And I'm, I'm lacking in some things that are generally important to me. I, I recognize that. Mm-hmm. Like I am doing the meditations. Those are really important and I need to maintain them and keep on top of the, those because it really does help my just <laughs> everything. everything. Yeah. Uh, but I need to engage more of just like some physical like stretching, like exercising. I need to do a little better with like my social boundaries. I need to do a little more connecting with nature, kind of a little more with my hobbies and creativity. Yeah. You know, I've, I've really kind of lacked on those things. So I'd like to try to put a little more effort into those. So it was good to reflect on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. We were just before recording talking about where our hours go in the week. And it, man, it's this full-time job shit, yeah, you know. It well, consumes. And we work over the full-time schedule yeah. anyway a lot of the I think time. most people do though yeah. I think rarely does a person who works 40 hours only work those 40 hours yeah I think you're absolutely right plus there's the time transporting to and from work if mm-hmm. you have to do that there's the time getting ready mm-hmm. and the time decompressing before and after work and it's really tough to live in a world where you're expected to work all this time and also to connect with nature and to ground in your meditation and to do right. it's so it's like we fail a lot and also it's like well we need money so it's just, it's this tough balance it's a really tough balance to strike but it sounds like you really figured out like what you need or what what things I need to try to put more time into now whether or not I'm able to truly carve it out the right way I don't know but at least I can see like okay you've dropped a few balls here and I can reflect on the ways that I have you know especially like the the hobbies and creative stuff you know I always had some kind of art project Right. Going on most of my life until until adulthood and, (laughs) you know, really took over and I didn't have the time. Then it was so far and few between. But I'd I'd like to get better and back on that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So you did. You made a list. It was just a mental list. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. How about you? How was yours? So mine was to become aware of my resiliency factors. And I just kind of named a couple at the last at the end of the last podcast, just kind of what things I thought were resiliency factors. But I wanted to look at myself instead of I have a bad habit of just noticing the areas where I have shortcomings rather than the areas that I'm doing well. Yeah. 
it's just like a constant it's almost like because i'm always focused on what i can change to improve that i don't take a minute to be like acknowledge what you're doing well yeah i've just got this frenetic energy guys and i'm just like constantly (laughs) you're always trying to i mean it's a good thing you're always trying to do better and be better but you're not acknowledging the progress that you've made well and it's like a crate it's like that's probably not I mean, I could go for years and just have this frenetic energy and then be at the end of that train of years and not have stopped and never looked around. So it's probably mm. important to stop and look and be like, oh, Smell the roses. what's going on here? Yeah. What, what am I doing well? And so I did look at the, my resiliency factors a little bit. And I probably the big four that I found for myself personally, and other people can look at, look at these and maybe draw from these for themselves. The first one was friendships. So my biggest is probably that I have solid friendships and I take a lot of time to make friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I move to a new city, I'll get on a friendship making app. We have a podcast episode actually about making friends. And mm-hmm. I did all of the things that I said to do in the podcast and they worked, right? I got on online friendship making apps. I went to kickball leagues. I mm-hmm. went to wherever, wherever, made friends at work and each time I would try really hard to nurture the friendship. And so. And determine which ones were healthy ones yes, too that you wanted yes, to nurture. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. That's exactly it. And I think I have a good read on people usually. So I get out things that aren't, t- that are toxic to me. And then I bring in, try to bring in only kind of more healthy energies. Not that people have to be positive all the time. That's not really it. But just yeah. that they're not takers, that they can both give and take. Right. And so that was a big resiliency factor for me was coming up with the right sorts of friendships and that I had cultivated those. The other thing was problem solving. So I discovered that I'm good at prioritizing what needs to get done and then to look through all of it and to creatively come up with a solution about how to get it done. Mm -hmm. And I think I see that fast. That's a like a quick thing for me. So I was like, okay, that's a gift. I don't think everybody has. (laughs) Definitely a gift that not everybody has. (laughs) Uh, My third one was like a mental toughness. And we talked about this last episode, which is I'm definitely like a kind of a grit sort of a person. Mm -hmm. And I tell myself a lot of, I have a lot of cognitive statements. I literally told myself one today, I was feeling crappy, didn't want to go for a run. I was like, just try it. Not just do it, just try it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not quite as good as just do it, just try it. And I started and um, I kept repeating to myself, I've just been having a really stressful set of weeks lately, and I just kept repeating to myself, this isn't the thing that breaks you. This isn't the thing that breaks you. This isn't the thing that Ooh, breaks you. I love that. And when yeah. I when I have that sort of mental toughness set of statements for myself, it just like reinforces, it makes me feel steely inside, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like, I feel, you know, like titanium. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, the fourth one was emotion regulation. So I, I try not to get too, I don't know. I try to be not reactive. I try to think about things before I do them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might feel reactive on the inside, but before I, you know. Externally respond. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Before I make a, a behavior in the outside world, I try to take a beat. I had a resident who I always say, make sure you wait 24 hours before responding to anything that makes you hot under the collar you'll Mm. thank yourself later yeah and that's a skill that I didn't used to always apply but it's something that I developed (laughs) as I got older and those were my four resiliency factors and I'm just trying to lean into those heck yeah 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 and those are those are really important resiliency factors I feel I mean those are those are ones that can 
that can phoenix you out of some shit. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are that's a phoenix ass combination, you guys. Yeah. Just speaking from personal experience, if those are things that you want to develop, I highly recommend that combination of four. Because yeah, holy shit, if you even get one of those, I don't even need all four of those. Right. Really, like I can use just one and rise from the ashes so to speak if that's useful for anybody to know yeah I do really like the this won't break me I, I have a phrase a lot of times I'll say in my head that's this won't kill me like this, this is me. this isn't what kills me yeah. like I'm not gonna die in this this yeah. isn't this isn't the thing that kills me yeah I do I do but I like the break better like yeah. that's a yeah. lot less extreme <laughs> I'm like a lot of things break me <laughs> but it won't kill me but that's I like funny. that I like that I have a I have a cognitive one where I kind of like try to dare I get like real bravado Mm -hmm. about the world Mm -hmm. come at me yeah I get yeah yeah, I get that way sometimes too like okay try it this is not it right this is not it you know especially if I've been pushed so far where Mm -hmm. I'm like okay I I don't know what's going on universe but you've been trying to break me for a while now come at me now it's not working we're fighting words the gloves are off now (laughs) yeah yeah and so exactly I think actually accessing a little stubbornness and anger and fire and fight I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think it's a resiliency factor. Like, Definitely. I, do, I think that everybody demonizes and pathologizes anger. And I actually don't think it's... Normally, I, I, yeah, anger is often valid. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times it's when somebody crosses your bound. Again, exactly. it's something you're passionate about or something that yeah. crossed your boundaries. And so yeah. you have a right to yeah. express Feel yourself. And, yeah. yeah. Well, so, wow, we we have really just chatted this time. But, we, oh, you know, I think that the... The Fun conversation. conversation is good. Yeah. And and today we just wanted to let you guys know that we were talking about something called color psychology. So I'm gonna have Michaela go ahead and introduce what we're we're chatting through this week. Yeah. So we've previously discussed how our environment really can impact our mental health. And this week we're gonna really focus on the color part of it. So unconscious or otherwise, learned or biological, color can really evoke emotions inspire reactions and kind of change our mode of thinking Mm -hmm. Um, it can excite or soothe our mood it can raise or lower our blood pressure Uh, it can even wet our appetites uh, so let's just got to go through some of these colors. Yeah. Uh, and the what basic colors supposedly that, yeah, doing. theoretically happening with us. Yeah. What What is theoretically happening with us? So throw one at me. Red. So red, I think, is the most studied color mm-hmm. that I could observe. Yeah, same. I, I saw the most statistics on red. And theoretically, this is like not, we're not saying any science here. Yes. We're just saying in theory, think about what red, seeing red can mean angry, excitement power lust love mm-hmm. those sorts of passion yep. those energy sorts of energy yeah attention grabbing yeah a little danger Ooh, danger. <laughs> danger yeah yeah i love the danger yes so that would kind of be red in theory yeah so and red it supposedly is supposed like they they use it for a sense of urgency mm-hmm. uh, so that's why it's often used on clearance sales it's also supposed to stimulate appetite which is why it's often with fast food restaurants mm-hmm. and it supposedly increases people's heart rate and blood pressure uh, which is also why it's associated with like movement and excitement. Mm-hmm. And and these are all alleged. This is what yes. we're being. Sup- we don't know yet because we haven't gone through the science with you yet. But this right. is what it's supposed. This is the hypothesis. Right. Ooh, hypothesis. <laughs> okay. Yellow. Yellow, I kind of saw has being associated with happiness, mm-hmm. carefreeness, easy breeziness, competence. Yep. Um, Enthusiasm, creativity. Yes. Warmth. B- just bright. The yes. kind of bright Optimism. Energy. Yes. Optimism. Yeah. I saw that too. I saw that too. 
And it also is technically, because it's so eye-catching, it often symbolizes warning and caution too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can supposedly stimulate our kind of nervous system and trigger a little anxiety. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I like that. Green obviously is related to money. Good health. It's often associated with eco-friendly mm-hmm. or just kind of uh, nature. Right. Envy, growth, obviously. tranquility. Yep, growth, tranquility. And uh, yeah, wealth was another thing, just money. Right, yeah. It, it evokes harmony, stability, and reassurance. Ooh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're being told. This is what, I mean, in, in this episode, we're going to kind of combine the science with the woo-woo a little bit because it's interesting. A lot of times the woo-woo in our world, maybe it hasn't yet been evidence-supported, but there is some evidence emerging. Sometimes right. the woo-woo is just totally off the wall and it doesn't mean anything at all. Right, right. And so we're just but kind sometimes of, there's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so we're just exploring like how, it, how much science and how much woo-woo there is to color theory. We've got blue, which is in our culture at least, in Western culture, sometimes associated with masculinity, sometimes like corporate trustworthiness, reliability, mm. high quality, that sort of Authority, stuff. trust. Mm-hmm. Authority. Confidence. Tranquility, though, as well. Because yeah. with sky and water, people often associate it with uh, peace and serenity. Yes. Yeah. Peacefulness. Absolutely. I had pink as femininity, sincerity, sophistication as some possible. Romance. Yeah. Faithfulness. Beauty. Oh, beauty. Mm-hmm. That's Friendship and sensitivity also came up. And, right. And it was associated with a lot of beauty products. Right. And re- like relational mm-hmm. sorts Yeah. Of... Romance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I had purple as like like a royal sort mm-hmm. of color. Power. I, I know it used to be used for royalty actually in Western yep. culture. Sophistication. Sometimes right. Luxury. Authority. Wisdom. Yeah. Spirituality. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it, supposedly purple. the... The part why it's a royal color is because it's so rare in nature. Oh, so it was like hard to make with dyes. Right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And it's also the mix between like blue and red. So you have like the fire and the passion and the calm, you know, like, so it's Mm. kind of like a mix of energies. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. We're we're all saying allegedly. Okay. I had orange as just like, it could be caution, but also also warmth and excitement, just kind Mm -hmm. of that in your face. Confidence, cheerfulness, Mm -hmm. uh, rejuvenation and fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, it stimulates impulsive buyers. Ooh, supposedly. <laughs> hmm. I had black as grief, fear, sophistication sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. luxury. Yeah, it had it had kind of a double-edged thing because it can be like the darkness and the mystery and the evil, but it also is like power, tradition, and eloquent yeah. elegance. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I love you, but also you're scary. Yeah. <laughs> you're so yeah. fancy, but you're also so dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, <laughs> no wonder I like black. <laughs> okay, and then white was happiness, purity, cleanliness. Intelligence, professionalism, hope, Logic. new beginnings. Yep, yep. Yeah. Gray I had for like wisdom, stability, authority, dignity, experience, and balance. Sometimes calm, yep. Yeah. yeah. Did we do brown? I didn't have brown on mine, but you can, yeah. Brown, well, you know, was earth, uh, quality, durability, warmth. Also chocolate. No, yeah. I made that up. <laughs> Companies often use it if they're, you know, into wood and leather. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, like a marketing. Sure. So allegedly, these are what the colors supposedly mean. Right. For all of us. Um, and, and that this is the psychology or the emotional experience that these colors 
would invoke. However, theories on the effects color have on our psychological functioning do go back to like the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it goth? A gothy? I don't know. Gothy or Gota? Gota? Goethe. Goethe. Yeah. (laughs) German. (laughs) G-O-E-T-H-E. Right. They were in the uh, 1810. He was the first to create the theory of color, which really linked uh, color categories with emotional responding. And then it was kind of expanded upon in the 1900s, which studied how certain colors can produce that uh, sympathetic nervous system with like our biological effects and then also affect our emotion and cognitive uh, experiences. So what do the statistics say now, though, about how how these things influence us? Yes. So the, the spoiler alert, everybody, is that the jury is very out on right. this. And we do, again, I'm promising a science episode one of these times, but here's the thing with research. Research is often lagging behind in the psychological mm-hmm. sciences. Again, we are in the middle ages of psychological therapy-based sciences. Right. This is rudimentary. This is very, yeah, yeah. Medicine is far, physical medicine is far outstriping us in terms of how advanced it is, which makes sense because the body right. must survive yeah. in order for the mind to survive. Right, so, right. okay, like, hey, medical people, we totally get that. Right. That's we get smart. why that was prioritized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Super smart priority, everybody. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. But it But we are lagging in the psychological sciences, which means that sometimes you will get something that feels a little woo-woo or hippie or not scientifically supported, but it actually is. There actually would be some evidence for it. We just don't know yet. So the spoiler alert for this episode is the research isn't great on color psychology and there isn't a lot of supporting evidence for it, but there is some. Right. There is some supporting evidence. Right. So I did not find anything, anything yet supporting. Did you did you read about chroma therapy? Chroma therapy. So, for example, I kind okay, not necessarily. No, not I. I the, the I chromology. Chromology. Yeah. I, I heard. I saw, but I didn't. Not the therapy. Go ahead. Yeah, continue. There, there was. I I found something that said that there was a grouping of philosophies. That if you exposed yourself to a certain color for long periods of time, that it would then like essentially cure you. Of- oh, okay, yes. Was yes, that yes, the yes, chromo- yes, yes, yes. I yeah. think, yeah, yeah. Where the different colors were actually for biological, like they used red to stimulate the body, increase circulation. Yellow yes. was thought to play a role in purification. Blue was meant to soothe illness. Yes. Green was supposedly less strainful on your eye yes yes and it, it, it would do things to your body right like, we're gonna sit you in front of yellow to make you feel happy right. with all these lights and we're yeah if you're depressed for example right. i did not find any evidence supporting that this would be a useful strategy for people legitimately yeah yeah not to like, legitimately treat your yeah, illness yeah yeah like, so if you have depression probably don't sit in front of a yellow light that was the first thing that was just like a bub kiss finding but i did find some interesting stuff about attention alertness sometimes Mm -hmm. athletic performance intellectual performance aggressiveness and dominance behaviors sometimes motivation attraction as well as eating Mm -hmm. so i can go through some of those and you can just kind of intersperse what you found but I'll, i'll start with the first one that i found which is that in terms of color and selective attention red Obviously, a red stimuli tends to receive additional advantage in your attentional resources. Mm. So what that means is if you have a bunch of different colors happening, if you use, for example, in marketing or if you use You in, want the 
main thing that them to look at to be in red. Yes, yes. you want to put so it will gather somebody's attention. So we I found a study that said participants participants visual search times are a lot faster when they're searching for the color red and they tend to pay attention to the color red for longer. Hmm. So that's just a good thing to notice if you are trying to get somebody's attention. That yeah. was red. Something for red. I had one kind of similar to that where people have more trouble remembering facts that are presented in black and white whether ra- instead of presented in color. So a study found that by adding color um, instead of just having black and white in like your notes, Ooh. it improved comprehension by 73%. What? Learning by 55 to 68% and reading by 40%, which is crazy because I actually color code my shit all the time, makes which makes sense. That does make sense. That makes sense. And you've described uh, that kind of note-taking process. I remember you saying a long time ago that note-taking process and the way you organize it really helped. Because I know you said like, I had some learning difficulties growing up, but that that helped to solidify right. it and make it more concrete for you. Yeah. So that's another really practical application of coloring. Of coloring, yeah. Right. So when you're taking notes, and if red is what's important, so that one piece in your notes that you really need to remember, write it in right red. Write red, right. And kind of color code your different stuff. Yeah, because it's going to help you to remember better than black and white. Yeah. I really, really like that. I found something that talked about color and alertness. So both on the on the supporting evidence of color and on the no color doesn't mean anything. So we do find that blue light has shown an increased subjective alertness for performance on attention-based tasks. So people who are in blue light tend to perform better on mental tasks, essentially. Mm. Participants who are exposed to blue light relative to yellow, for example, report greater mental alertness and perform better on tasks. Interesting. However, there is a, I would say, a internet fable. I don't know what to call them. You know how like stories get... Uh, repeated over the internet and particularly mental health stories <laughs> somebody gets a hold of some little piece of data and, and they, they repeat expand it. upon it and make it more than it was yeah yeah so for example there was i want to say it was in scotland and maybe japan okay there was a blue light phenomenon that they were like oh well we we put in blue lights into all of our different light lighting areas in this public place yeah i think i found that one yeah and supposedly i was really like i was so skeptical of this one so i did a big digging but yeah did you find that it was like crime and suicide yeah crime yeah they they changed the bridge lighting to blue and suicide went down and then they changed like the street lighting to blue and crime rates went down right exactly allegedly (laughs) allegedly it's a correlation that's what it is i mean you you can't necessarily say that that's the reason. Exactly. Right. So we find, and and when I looked even further into it, it was like, what does went down mean? True. Like, how does, Yeah, how, what's the percent? They didn't have the percentage written in there. They just said went down. Right. Yeah. Was yeah. there like one robbery there one right. year and the next year there was zero robberies and they right. were like, that's the true. blue yeah. light did it, did it. It kept that guy. <laughs> right. So, it's, so we're not, we're not sure about the blue light actually reducing crime or aggressive urges. Right. We know there are some anecdotal reports and it's possible, like anecdotal reports are the foundation of human hypotheses. Of starting. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a place to start. Yeah, but we need to investigate that part further. Right. I like that that you found the same thing. That was right. cool. Well, and within that, one of them was a coffee shop too that they had blue walls and they got tired of hearing customers complain about how cold it was and they painted the walls orange and then people like stayed, the temperature stayed the same, but customers stopped complaining. That's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. It makes you wonder too. Is it's like, 
okay, is it the orange wall or is it something about the paint retain the heat in the building better? Ooh, that's true too. Right? Yeah. Like I think I, I like to, yeah. science brain loves to, I love to think about all the possible. You got to question it all. You can't just trust, like that's the whole point of science. It's to not, yes. you don't trust the science. You explore the science and yes. science further. Yes. <laughs> you continue to science. You continue to science. Yes. You never stop the science. Yes. My, my, uh, mine is always trust but verify. We, we joke a lot that, um, Michaela is so if you guys have ever watched the X-Files Michaela is spooky Mulder Michaela's like they're out there man yeah I'm like it's real it's real it's all it's all real and I I would say I'm like a half Scully half Mulder but because Michaela is all Mulder I have to like really pull my my uh, Scully side well let's see though (laughs) was this really aliens aliens might be be aliens I don't know might be be aliens (laughs) yes so we we like to point out all the different ways of thinking about something Thing, and you can make your own conclusions. And I always right. say, trust but verify. Right. Right. So, hey, this is an interesting hypothesis. Always explore further. I also found that color and athletic performance are linked. Mm. So, for example, wearing red has been shown to enhance performance and perceived performance in sports competition and tasks. Um, so I saw something that said, like, Taekwondo competitors who are wearing red outperform those wearing blue. I also saw something else related to sports where people who were wearing black jerseys in a football game were mm-hmm. more likely to both be called for penalties oh. and also were more aggressive in their play. I know there's a social psychology principle where if you feel like you are anonymous, you're more likely to engage in aggressive mm. acts or things that you would not morally do if right. you feel like somebody's watching. Right. But I wonder if like feeling maybe wearing the color black made you feel hidden in some way or maybe. unseen and so maybe like psychologically you were more likely to be aggressive more like maybe i don't know i mean people wear black when they're about to commit a crime generally right yeah right maybe there's a pair of but also with sports i feel like i mean the dark color is normally the away team mm-hmm. so i feel like that would in general get called up more on anyway yeah like the home team generally doesn't get as many oh maybe that's it. i mean mm-hmm. just throwing out another theory well and i think too like i think about I don't know a lot about sports, you guys. Whoa. I'm about to say some things about sports. So everybody get ready. <laughs> Hold on to your butts because this is going to be dumb. <laughs> but I think there's an NFL team called the Raiders, I believe, yeah. that mostly wears black, like the black pirate Black people. and gray. Yeah. Yep, that, yep. And it's like a mostly black jersey. And I feel like they're pretty known as like being like the rough and tumble sort of like we'll get real aggressive with you sort of players in the game. And I wonder, I don't know if that's like a color well, psychology thing or color not. psychology and they're pirates. Yeah. <laughs> right? there's, there's always another you layer to the color. Yes. I also mm. found something that said that color can imp- impact intellectual performance. So viewing red uh, before a test or a performance of some kind as opposed to viewing other more benign colors like green or gray tended to decrease intelligence performance and um, ability to perform well on test taking yeah well well, maybe a little anxiety provoking yeah yeah Yeah. i was wondering about that like maybe one was soothing and maybe one was a little Hmm. bit more stressful I did find one where like that was just about consumerism in general with color and approximately 85% of customers cite color as the main reason that they buy a product. So you're buying a product because of the color. And I can't deny that I don't kind of do that too. Mm -hmm. Yes. I would say that the majority of color focused research that I saw was not in 
clinical how to psych- make yourself happy. It yeah. was about how to sell shit. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. It wasn't in clinical psychology. It wasn't in social work. It was not related to therapy at all. Like I expected that there could be some relationship. It was all marketing. Right. Marketing yeah. and then industrial organizational psychology. Right. Hey, everybody. Y'all, first of all, if there's IO psychologists out there, call me so I can make oodles and noodles and work a whole lot less, <laughs> first of all. Second of all, you sold your soul to the dark side, and I'd love to sign the contract with you. <laughs> we have cookies. Yeah, yeah. Come to the dark yeah, side. Yeah, I will absolutely come to the dark side. You want me to do color and performance testing? Fuck yeah. Bring me on over. Uh, but, but yeah, IO psychology and a lot of marketing research, and they were saying that there's a lot of associations with colors, but we'll get into this later, that it's probably a conditioned response, but we can talk about that in a second right. when we're done with the research. But yeah, the, the research is, I mean, most of them, they were either very specific or very general. Mm-hmm. They were limited in their scope, even with the range of hues. I mean, you know, what's red to somebody isn't red to somebody else. Um, and again, it was mostly the, if, like, the correlation effect, not necessarily if it actually influenced. Yes, it was It was all correlation. So yeah, the final <laughs> ones that I found was just that red in Western culture has been found to be associated with attraction. So heterosexual mm-hmm. males are likely to rate women wearing red as more attractive. As more attractive. Yeah. And that actually might go back to, I don't know a lot about the research, but I remember it was either a psychologist or a marketing expert. Please don't quote me on this. But remember Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. She, there was something to do with her being blonde and wearing red lipstick that either her manager or some psychologist, I can't remember who it was, they intentionally tried to start associating being blonde and wearing red lipstick with sex appeal. Mm. And so then it became that became way over time. Right. So that red might not necessarily be like, you're more sexually attracted to somebody wearing red. It's just that this is learning again. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we're have going been, back to the learning. Yeah, theory. we've been yeah. we've been conditioned to associate it with passion and love, and that's the part that we aren't really sure about. Is is it really us learning this, or is it really biology? Mm-hmm. Like, is is red that intense to us because if we're bleeding and we see red, you know, mm-hmm. is it a biological thing that causes us to see this and think, oh shit, like. Oh shit! <laughs> you know, alarms going off. Red, red, red. Yeah. Or is it? There's is blood it, everywhere. Yeah. There's oh, no. blood everywhere. Why'd you let us do that? I gotta oh, get out of no. here, man. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I could see that. Or, or is it that we've been conditioned to think that? I mean, blue was once a color for baby girls, while pink was actually mostly used for boys mm-hmm. back back in the day. But it seems odd because we've been conditioned to view it opposite. Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder if you went back in time, would the colors mean different things? Right. Would they have different psychological effects on us? So our perception, I mean, and our cultural interpretations and our, and our life experiences associated with those colors mm-hmm. totally influence us. And it also makes me think about colorblind people. I, yeah, I was just going to say that. I was like, what happens with colorblind people, man? My brother's colorblind. Yeah, my husband's colorblind. Yeah, I, I was I was like, what occurs? I remember a funny story. Before we were dating, I asked my husband to come into my office. I was like, hey, can you look at this art that I put up? Does this make sense the way I put this up? And he was like, yep, good. And then just like walked out of my office and we were so like, friends. rude. I was like, okay, rude, jerk. And then I realized later he was colorblind and he was probably kind of like embarrassed because he didn't know what was going on oh. with the art that I had asked him about. I, I wonder if he, I wonder if he even remembers that. He just like, he also was not paying attention. So, and probably had like other things going right, on Right, right. Could have been a multiple thing. Besides looking at my freaking art, like who's this psychologist just like talking to me about art in her office? I'm, like <laughs> I have patience to treat right now, but yeah, anyway. But yeah, I wonder a lot about how that impacts and whether it's, I mean, 
what type of color blindness it is, right? Right. There's red, yeah. How green? Right. There's... And how severe? And if that color interpretation changes the way that it affects you, like if it's dulled for you, yeah. Like, does it have less of a severe reaction? Yeah. Or maybe. is it because you view one color as a different color? Does that mean that that color is going to, you know, right, right, <laughs> make you have the reaction of the other color? Right. I think I think globally, what I what I really found was that most of this appears to me at least my hypothesis is that there are probably some limited biological impacts so my hypothesis is that something like green to me would symbolize like lushness and a water source Mm -hmm. right biologically it's like okay there's something green growing near here then probably there's water and maybe certain types of blue would symbolize certain types of like water cleanliness who knows so Mm -hmm. like it seems to me that colors occurring in nature could be like really common ones could have a biological impact particularly like green for some reason that stood out to me but I also know that like you know, in the animal kingdom, there are certain color, brightly colored Right, that's things. true, are poisonous. Yeah, and so you... So you would have a reaction where you're like, ooh, stay away. You would want to stay away from those. So I could mm. see that a little bit. Right. Like, I could see really brightly colored things being like, nope, piss off, I'm out. Like, I don't need any part of that. Right. Biologically, and I could see like green being verdant i could see blue being maybe cleanliness but and red also though the blood the blood you know, thing yeah right? like okay maybe that's all there but what i really largely found that's all just like conjecture but what i really think is going on is that it's marketing i it's mean marketing and conditioning it's, it's marketing it's conditioning. conditioning yeah yeah, yeah. i think so. it all goes back to the money and now we're gonna put our tinfoil hats on <laughs> here we go it does all, all go back to the money it all oh. goes back to the money it always goes it. back to the money because vomit. What I, I know, right? It's so it's so gross. It's like so literally marketing agencies will market testing and market research where the where they will do baiting beta testing on a group of people to see how they react right. as a group. Like they take what they would want their customer base to be. Right. Let's say it's 50 people. Then they would expose them to three or four different logos mm-hmm. of different colors. Or three or four different commercials with different color lighting or people wearing different colors. And then they would have those 50 people react to the people or the situation and describe what emotional experience it led them to do and Mm -hmm. whether they were more or less likely to buy something from this. Thus, they're pulling what we are already conditioned for Mm -hmm. by marketing and then reconditioning it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Reinforcing it and making it infirmer. Yes. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Which is really concerning. It's like, I don't know, man, that starts to make me get really concerned about not formally mind control, but just like how yeah. many things am I reacting to because unconsciously? I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't even open that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, you're going down the spooky. <laughs> yeah. You got spooky Mulder. Spooky Mulder would totally dive down that rabbit <laughs> hole really deep. So we won't even go there. Yeah. Uh, Sc- yeah. Scully for sure, had though. a concern. It is. Though. It is. Yeah, it is yeah. concerning. Yeah. So now that we can see that color kind of affects us, at least in some aspect, there's yeah. there seems to be a correlation. Right. Uh, what can we do to maybe apply this knowledge a little bit to to our daily lives? Yeah. So the first thing I thought of just for me personally was I can be aware of market research. I can yeah. be aware of like what they're trying to get me to feel <laughs> yeah. and do. Yeah. yeah. What are you trying to produce in me? Yep. And do I want to be feeling that or do right. I not to want to be feeling do that? Do I consent to this? Yeah. I no. I don't consent to this brainwave. No, thank you, please. Right. And and that was something for me. And I already, I mean, I was kind of doing that with commercials a little bit before anyway, but I wasn't mm-hmm. really aware of 
that sort of thing with colors and right. so and or logos and that and even clothing and so it was nice to just kind of it feels like you have more control when you have more knowledge yeah so that would be something that i would use it for other things that you could do is actually just make your space in a way that right the colors appeal to you right, right? each person has their own individual profile their own individual conditioning for what right. that color means to them so there's no like dictionary of what this actually means it's all just probably conditioning for the most part right so you can make your surroundings if man if you find lime green and magenta soothing get down (laughs) (laughs) page your office that i don't care but be aware of what to you produces soothing sensations exciting sensations right and you could maybe hack that a little bit with your surroundings yeah either i mean if you have the ability to paint your space cool otherwise you could use pillows or throws or furniture mm-hmm. and yeah um, you know go sit in a green space to maybe do your relaxation yeah. or go sit in a room that's kind of more blue and soothing you know yeah go make sure that you're doing these activities also in the environments that that you want to feel that way I mean yeah. be a little conscientious of that but yeah. you could do it too with how you wear clothes I tend to go over how it feels comfortability wise over yeah. color me too um, but you could be more aware of that as well yeah, absolutely. And I think too, I mean, that's going back to like the one color, well, there's two colors, red and green that appear to have real the um, most effect. Yeah, the most effect. And green green space we do know, not just the color green, but green space in terms of trees and bushes. Right. And, going out into nature is, yeah. is that's actually that's actually sure. studied to be legitimately yeah. the space that you, if you want to relax, go get there. a little zen out. Go to there. Go, go there. Go to the green space. Yeah. So those would be little ways to just kind of include this in your right. daily life. So what do you want to do with all this? Like what personally in, in an experiment or some sort of homework? It doesn't have to be with this. But yeah. I was going to say I was really kind of hard, like struggling to come up with how I wanted to do this because yeah. I don't, I can't paint. I rent. I can't, I don't want to change, you know, wear stuff because of cl- color. I wear mm-hmm. stuff because of comfort and mm-hmm. I prefer that. Yeah. So I wasn't really sure, other than maybe, like you said, be a little more aware of yeah. how marketing people are maybe trying to come at me. Yeah. But yeah. I'm really good about not, like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't watch commercials. Yeah. I don't, like, I, I've really gotten good about not watching the news either. You know, I'm yes. really disconnected from a lot of that. So Same. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Other than when I'm out in public, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Just like be, I think both of us, the homework could just be like this. We now have this awareness. Right. Like we've done the scientific research and we have this awareness. I think for me, I was just thinking like, okay, if I ever start just how I was looking about it, about how I might apply it in the future is I was thinking about our podcast logo, Mm. even for an example of like what, what it was that we made. Yeah. What, what message we were sending, what it was we made. And it was very brightly colored. There was lots of yellows in there. There was lots of like greens and it was like a very, it was trying to be very fun. I think Mm -hmm. that was kind of the message. And I think, I think based on the color theory, it was like, okay, we hit that and just fun and healing and growth and yeah. Excited. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just thinking about like, okay, hey, if we we're ever going to make logos or merchandise for anything or anything like that, just what would 
I would want to do market research. You know, I'd mm-hmm. want to use the powers that I have, the good powers I have for evil. Basically, I want to become Darth Vader. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I'd love to become Darth Vader. Thank you all. The Only end. if I could have a place on your Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> My God, if I have Give a Death a room. Star, you could have a couple rooms. I don't care. That yes. would be, oh, that would be dope. Side note, I would force choke the fuck out of people i don't have that much of like a control of my temper in the first place so i'd just be forced choke. i think i would be more so just like opening doors and just being like really yeah i would be like just playing around with it to fuck with people like i I don't think i'd actually hurt very many people to be real i you know what i would i probably wouldn't hurt people i just want to be really threatening seeming but Mm, not actually do anything yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. just enough to make them a little anxious yeah i want (laughs) to like don't come at me yeah i want to do like force lightning (laughs) and then like you know some move stuff throw some shit around like act all crazy with the force but yeah i probably wouldn't actually hurt anybody (laughs) also i can't even play there was a video game where you i think it was called knights of the old republic where you were a jedi and you oh you could do darker light yeah you could decide darker light and i fucking couldn't even ever even do dark in a video game i feel like i every time i've tried to do that too i always end up having to pick the light person i can never do it i know i can't either gosh darn it we need better you guys need to send us better cookies dark side (laughs) apparently we're just like overrun by guilt yeah i played (laughs) i played fable and i couldn't it was the same thing like back in the day i was just like well i guess i'll save this orphan (laughs) dumb i want i'm like trying to escape from my goody do two shoes lifestyle and here i can't even do it in a video i know because you can't even be mean in the like sometimes like you some of those they really allow you to to be like a real dick like they let you like really hurt people and i can never do it no same no same. even though it's a freaking random character like it's not it's not real but i can't do it well so our homework is just we're using it as a conscientious yeah Yeah. we're using it as awareness so got a couple jokes for you this week i got three you got three jokes three jokes okay you go first let me do one okay what did the green grape say to the purple grape i don't know what breathe breathe oh (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) dark that was really good oh that was really good okay i like that all right what's a cat's favorite color Mm, i don't want i i I think i know but i don't i'll let you purple (laughs) (laughs) i like it that was it all right hit me why did the traffic light turn red um, I don't know. You would too if you had to change in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my sister was diagnosed as colorblind. The revelation really came out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> What's a pig's favorite color? Brown? Mahogany. Oh, God. <laughs> that was good. That was really, really good. Yes. Okay, everybody. That's our podcast today. We thank you so much for joining yeah, us thank as you. usual. Every life minute you spend listening is, we hope, well worth it for you. We are really grateful. We are so grateful for you. Have a wonderful, blessed week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.